0: This is Unnecessary Roughness. Here's your boy Q.
1: You heard both Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts coming back there. This is Radio Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness, Super Bowl 57. Sunday, Glendale, Arizona is the location. We're in Phoenix, Arizona, downtown in the convention center. Having a lot of fun checking out the scene. It's been very busy and active today, and tomorrow it's going to be even crazier, even busier. We're going to have to get here even earlier than we did today. So uh, excited about all the opportunity that we'll have. Excited about the opportunity to talk to a lot more people. And we've had plenty of conversations uh, along the way. And we've got plenty to get to. Uh, I I keep telling DeMond, and DeMond's actually out hustling right now, looking for some interviews uh, (laughs) along the way. But I've been telling DeMond that we're going to have some stuff by the end of the week that we're not even going to be able to get to because we've done so much. And it's just – it's, it's again, it's it's such an opportunity and such a blessing to be able to be where we are. And I got this special interview that I did, and I actually did this yesterday with Rachel Joy Barbo, And she – it's funny, and you'll hear the conversation that we have in just a second, but I actually remember her when I was in Central Texas at ESPN Central Texas when Baylor was going through all their, their mess that they had, and she actually came in and she was doing – Uh, Change the narrative and she's really inspirational. She's really a a, a great young lady that has a hell of a story She's had some very dark times, but she has overcome them and she was just a really good Inspiration especially when Baylor needed it the most and so uh, They they were walking around and and her handler asked if uh, if I wanted to talk to her and I was like absolutely uh, I just thought it was a really good conversation. And, you know, a lot of times we're here, we're thinking about what football player or what Hall of Famer or, or who we're going to talk to this day, and then we get an opportunity to have a conversation like we did with Ro- Rachel Joy Barbo, and uh, it's it's just really inspiration, uh, inspirational and a lot of fun. So here's that conversation from yesterday. And here we are back on Radio Row. It's the Phoenix Convention Center, and I'm here with Rachel Joy Barbo. And, Rachel, I don't know if you remember. Okay. But I was in Waco, Texas yeah. when you started the whole change of the narrative. Okay. And you came to Waco multiple okay. times and talked okay. to Baylor. And so I feel like I know you without being – like knowing you, but yeah. you know, so I'm excited to have an opportunity to A talk to you. A broadcaster
2: there at the time. Yes, okay. ESPN okay. Central Texas yeah. at the
1: time. I was there with You're Smokey standing. and. I, need <laughs> to stand.
2: I just did the radio show. By the yeah, way. yeah, that's yeah. my guy. That's yeah. my guy,
1: Smokey and Paul and all of them. So yeah. I just you know, and so I, when I had the opportunity to be able to talk to you myself, because you've always done great interviews, and Thank Smokey's you. always and and your your story and the narrative and everything that you've been working on has always been so great. But I never had the opportunity myself to talk to you. So
2: and then, how did you make it out to Las Vegas?
1: Well, um, you know how business is. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just uh, you, you keep on grinding and you, you try to do what you do and you see what happens and uh ended up here in Vegas and so it's been it's been a fun ride, you know, and so uh, now I'm here and now we're both here together on Radio Row and uh, that's what we do. There we <laughs> Carolina, go. Carolina, why don't you go ahead and, and, and hold her phone so she can yeah. video a little for us. We, we <laughs> Thank got everything you. we got everything that we're working Thank on here. Thank
2: you. I appreciate it. You're beautiful by the way.
1: <laughs> yeah, I love to
2: see other women representing. Right, right. Yeah.
1: Well she actually came in from San Antonio and ah. so she's getting her first taste of Radio Row. So we're just yeah. we're just kinda get, you know, trying to expand everything.
2: Well, you know, what's interesting is that ten years ago I was in her role. Right. And ten years ago I was in your role. Right. And and now I'm here 10 years later being interviewed and like that just blows my mind yeah I'm like what God, right like me like what? exactly like, exactly so cool.
1: and you've been doing such like i said such great work and and when you came into to waco and and with the whole baylor situation yeah. it was a situation it was to say the least it right was. and i mean i, I just I, I remember the emotions that you went through you know from happy to joy to you know tears over and everything. the side of
2: the road crying right yeah, you remember yeah. all of it all of it yeah, yeah i remember yeah. all of
1: that so just how i mean how is how has things continue to evolve for you
2: It's been crazy. So that was like 2017-ish, somewhere around in there, 2018. um, ever since then, it's gotten bigger and bigger. I've now worked with 60 plus schools. That's awesome. I've branched out to law enforcement in multiple states. I'm going to train Border Patrol agents tomorrow, wow. which is, I work with them repeatedly. Yeah. And then the NFL just called last year, and so I'm going to become a player engagement speaker in the NFL. And I'm wow. Just blown away. That is yeah.
1: amazing.
2: Yeah. And I wrote a book. I have a book coming out. Okay, June. what's the so book? It's called Relentless Joy. Okay. It's all about, in this world, which is dark mm-hmm. and yes. heavy, and we've all been through junk. It's right. all about how to find, keep, and cultivate your joy in a dark world.
1: How did you? How, where did you find that?
2: It's my middle name. So well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, But where did yeah. you find it yeah. inside? Yeah. So, um, I mean, I, I'm all I'm unashamed of it. One, it's my faith. But two, I was raised by people who taught me that people are the greatest gift right not money not fame not any of those things and and i've veered away from that for a while earlier on in my career and i wanted fame i wanted my name in headlights mm-hmm. i wanted people to recognize me move the velvet rope and I right. want money and all those things and then i just realized man that's not really what makes life go round. what makes life go round is other people this connection that we feel right now doing this interview yeah you remembering me me being grateful that you remembered me and um I was telling somebody this earlier, like, with everything I've been through in my life, I've been through addiction, abuse, I've lost both my parents, I've lost everything and built back, I have every reason to go live like in a cave, you know, and be bitter Betty, but I'm not. And so that kind of joy in the midst of pain, the midst of sorrow, in the midst of grief, in the midst of addiction, I want to teach other people how to find and, and cultivate that kind of joy because it is possible. It
1: is possible, and yeah. you're, you're a testament, yeah. right? You're a testament you're sharing your testimony. Yeah. And, and that's what's most important. Uh, again, Rachel Joy Bar- Barbo is our guest here on uh, Radio Nation Radio 920, Necessary Roughness. So, you know, you're doing so many things, and you know, yeah. and, and, and catching the sports world on top of that, you know, and, and being able to use that angle, yeah. right? And you, you talked about the 60 programs that you've talked to, and, yep. you know, we're here in Las Vegas, you know, or we're out in Las Vegas, we're here in Phoenix, but we're out yep. in Las Vegas, and, I mean, that you know, there's 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 need.
2: Yeah, there's there, a lot of need. So I worked with. Um, I've only been in once um, under your previous coach, but I've worked with UNLV. Yeah, and I taught them. I, I teach on so many other different things in six years, but what I taught about them was this this um, idea called Ubuntu, and mm-hmm. it was Desmond Tutu talked about it, and it's called shared humanity, and it basically means if you're going through it, I'm going through it. Right. And it's based on this idea that there are tribes, places in Africa, like if you mess up. They don't cast you out. They Mm -hmm. bring you to the middle of the village, and they surround you for two days, and they tell you all the good things about yourself. Really? So, like, that's powerful, Yeah, it is. It is. Especially in sports. You know, you screwed up instead of blah, 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 you know, screw you, Mm -hmm. you did this, whatever. Man, it's really having that brotherhood of knowing each other on the deepest level that if you screw up, I'm going to pick you up. I'm going to love you. I'm going to tell you if you're doing something wrong that's detrimental to you and the team, I'm going to say you're better than that. Right. I may not, you know, and, and I even teach coaches how, I taught UNLV this, and I teach coaches all over the country. Find out how your players want to be led. Right, not everybody wants to be yelled at. Mm -hmm. Some players love that'll get their, you know, you know what gear. Of course, of course. Some it just crushes their spirit, man. Mm -hmm. Maybe they've been yelled at when they were a little kid. You know, like you don't know that. So um, Ubuntu, shared humanity.
1: You know, and that's something that you could take in life, not just not just sports. Just I mean, management, just dealing with people. Yes, (laughs) Yes, we, <laughs> right?
2: and he has another saying, and it says instead of just looking at why people are are just, oh, wait, they're falling in the river, he said we got to go upstream and figure out why they're falling in, in the first place, Desmond right. Tutu. So that's what we're doing now because I've been depressed before. Mm-hmm. I, trigger warning, almost took my own life at one point after my mom passed away, and what I know is that when I was depressed, it was not, I could, people say, reach out for help, reach out for yeah. help. When you're yeah. depressed, man, right. it's hard. Right. So what we're doing is we're teaching people to reach in mm-hmm. and to notice to be a joy starter that has to do with with my upcoming book but it's just like a jump start for your car but a joy starter yeah, for your soul yeah for sure but we're no- teaching people to reach in like is your is your coworker off and mm-hmm. you know they're off right is your friend something wrong with them is somebody depressed you notice you know not the mask they're wearing but you notice man push past that awkward stage right and reach in and help them because you literally you could save somebody's life
1: that's awesome I mean it really is and, and again we need more of that you know and and and, i mean you're doing you're doing yeoman's work right you're doing everything that you can and and trying to make it happen we just need more yeah you know and and more people to be involved and
2: so i'm so glad you said that the coolest thing that we're doing in 2023 is training former athletes to be public speakers and sending them out yeah you don't have to necessarily be a former athlete but a number of my former athletes for kedrick vaughn okay
1: yeah yeah yeah. love him yeah Um, great guy working
2: with him right now so he'll send me a video i'll critique him He's got a great message. Mm-hmm. He talks about your appearance, and yeah. you know, he's always really well put together. And he's talking about appearance and how you can look great on a dime, and how to give it a business loan, right. and how important credit is. Yeah, you know, like he's amazing, and right. he's in a different package than I am, so he can deliver a different message. And so it's always been a dream of mine to help other speakers just polish him up he's already a great speaker and then help them send them out so the ripple on the pond gets bigger because I'm gonna die man we're all gonna die we're walking (laughs) each other home you know right right I want this thing to live on keep it going yeah yeah. keep going
1: no no and that and that that makes all the sense in the world and you know I always ask coaches like what does it mean when players come back to you and you know say hey thanks for being there so for you when people when when players or anyone comes back to you and says hey thanks I needed that how does that make you feel?
2: It makes me feel like I got a million-dollar check in my soul, man. just made me yeah. tear up right now. And so I just went to – did a coach's clinic in Arkansas, and I had two former players that are now coaches, and one of them still had their bracelet on from six years ago. Wow. And they're like, I've never forgotten. One of the other ones that was there, that, the other one that didn't have the bracelet, he – is it actually in my book? Okay. upcoming book. He – because I taught them kings do hard things, queens yeah. do hard things. They forgive when mm. the world says don't forgive. And he actually went home and forgave a family member for not being present in his life when mm. this person did not deserve that by yeah. a worldly standard. Yeah. he said it changed his life. Wow, radically.
1: Yeah, you know, and it, the one thing I've always noticed, and I've, the whole time I've been following you on Twitter, you always kings this. Kings you know, that. king. Yeah. You always, yeah. you kings always. It's almost like you want to make sure that they know their value. Everyone yes. knows their value, right? Yes. That it's important to know your value.
2: And. And I've had so many people tell me, they're like, oh, well, you know, when you call me a king or a queen, I like stand up straight, you know, <laughs> right, like right, I'm right. like, okay, okay. And I always just say, thank you. I always just say, uh, call people by, by the potential in them. Call right. people by what they, what they could be. Yeah. And cause I had somebody one time, somebody was kind of a pessimist. They're like, you need to be careful who you're calling a king. You don't really know them. I said, wow. I said, what? Wow. I said, let me tell you something. I don't. Look at people Mm -hmm. by their by their actions. I look at their souls and what their potential is and what they're going to do in the world. And if they were loved right and dropped off their funky junk and went to therapy and got their crap together, I that's who I look at and and how I see them.
1: Yeah, Yeah. it's it's funny because we're here. You know, we're on Radio Row. We're getting ready for Super Bowl Fifty Seven. But it's you know it's the messages like this. You know, and and sometimes you don't know what the message is going to be that you're going to receive. But it's the messages like this that I think go a long way. I really do. It feels like it.
2: It's it does and. uh, um, it's just, it's unreal to me. I mean, yeah, it's, it's. I think mental health. We all knew we needed to talk about it, but with Demar Hamlin, for sure, right. in that, yeah, and what those players. The fact that they may or may not, we don't know. We're gonna. Tend to be asked to go back out there and play. Yeah, yeah. And mental health afterwards. I think now more than ever we have to be talking about it.
1: We do, and that was an emotional time for everyone. You for, know, for the world. Yeah, I mean, I, I got emotional, and I don't, yeah. I don't know the guy, but just yeah. knowing, you know, even my kids that play, it's like yeah. that could be anyone, could and be anybody. you know, in Vegas we actually lost a, a 16-year-old that played flag football, a girl wow. that played flag football, and she just kind of. It's lapsed. the same thing. Yeah. Same mm-hmm. thing. And so, you know, of course, they're grieving, their family's grieving, but yeah, it's just, you never know.
2: Life is, sh- we say it all the time and it seems like, you know, trite, whatever, but like life is short and it's precious, man. Yeah. I say it in the book, we're all walking each other home.
1: Yeah. I love, I love that. Yeah. I love that saying.
2: And we don't, because you're right. We don't know. Right. We, we could, I could have, you know, 60 more years on the planet, 50 more years, or I could have two. Right. You know, my plane could go down the way home. So I, I teach people to live in such a way that when you lay your head on the pillow at night, you're proud of who you've been that day.
1: Well, I, I'm I'm, I'm proud to have the conversation with you. I mean, <laughs> I'm serious. You have no idea how, how fantastic it is. And I've been watching your work and obviously Thank saw you. your work up close to personal when I was in Central Texas. So uh, the book is coming yes. out. Let everyone yes. know about the book again.
2: Yes, Relentless Joy. And you can go anywhere books are sold and grab it. And okay. it pre-orders are huge. If you get a Baker book house, it's 40% off and free shipping. But there's also, we have a club that goes along with the book called the Joy Starters Club. Okay. So over the cost of a cup of coffee a month. It's a bunch of joy starters from around the world. We're journaling. We're like noticing joy. We're spreading joy. Yeah. You get all these challenges. So there's that, and then all my socials are at Rachel Barbeau, and at all on all of them. And then you can go to I'mChangingTheNarrative.org to find out more about the the movement. And we work with corporations, mm-hmm. churches. High schools, you know, NFL, right. schools. We're, basically, if you'll have us, we'll go. <laughs> right. Well, we're definitely going
1: to keep it. We're going to definitely yeah. have to keep in touch for yes, sure. I please. definitely appreciate you, you spending so the time much. this afternoon.
2: Yeah, thank
1: you. Conversation we have with Rachel Joy Barbo. Uh, really fantastic stuff. And sometimes you don't, you don't know what you're going to get into when you have one of those conversations. But my man Peg Leg Raider just hit me up and said, thanks for this interview. I didn't even know I needed it today, but I did. And that's the reason why we're here on Raider Nation Radio 920 on uh, on Radio Row here in Phoenix, Arizona. And we're going to keep the party going because that's what we do, and uh, we're blessed to have at the table right now K.J. Osborne from the Minnesota Vikings. How you doing, my man? Doing great, man. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So how's how's Radio Road treating you so far?
3: It's been good, man. I'm, I'm wrapping up some of these interviews, you know, getting a chance to, to talk to people and uh, you know promote some brands and things like that. So you know, it's been fun.
1: What do you have going on? What 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 are what are we promoting today? What what you got today, cooking? I like that chain, man. Look at that, that chain. Like, nice, are you promoting man. that chain on my neck? <laughs> trying to get a little,
3: little something, man. I've, I've been out here on behalf of Sleep Number. You know, we've uh, you know partnered with them. They're partner of the Minnesota Vikings, as okay, well as you know, the American. Cancer Society. You know, yeah, that's, that's a, a part of the Minnesota Vikings as well, and Sleep Number. You know, all, all working together. So,
4: um, you know, proud to be doing that.
1: Nice, nice, nice. Well, Minnesota, uh, that was a hell of a season, right? Yeah. Obviously, it didn't end the way that you know you guys wanted. Right. There's only two teams that could be playing in the Super Bowl, but what was that season like? Just going going through and so many close close right. wins, right. right?
3: Right. So, how was that? It was great, man. It was, it was a lot of fun. I mean, thirteen wins. Um, you know, you, you know, you can't complain with that. You know, under a first year head coach. You know, Kirk going through his first year of a new offense and. And, you know, new defensive scheme and all types of things, you know, to have that able to, um, you know, sustain that success, you know, throughout the year, you know, be be NFC North champs, which is our our number one goal, and then, uh, you know, make it to the playoffs, you know. Uh, again, we fell short of the Super Bowl, you know, goal, but you know, you know, best believe, um, you know, when we get back and, and get to Minnesota, you know, that, that's that's going to be our goal.
1: Vikings wide receiver KJ Osborne is with us here on Radio Nation Radio nine twenty. Necessary Ruff, this my man. DeMond's got one for you.
4: Yeah, I got to ask you about that receiver room, man. You <laughs> JJ, what's it like in that yeah. receiver room? Are you guys getting competitive? I right, mean, right. what's it like? Take me in that receiver room. All
3: right, it's, it's so funny. I laugh because you know everybody asks that, that same question. Yeah. You know, that 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 the receiver room is it, special, man. I think that's why I get the question a lot. I always say from the top down and, you know, our coach Keenan McCardell, you know, obviously, you know, his, you know, two-time Super Bowl champion, you had an awesome career. You know, we got a vet in there and Adam Thielen and myself and JJ and a ton of other, you know, young guys. You know, we feed off each other, you know, we feed off of it. You know, I think JJ usually sparks it, you know, but all the things, you know, the player that he is, you know, I think the best receiver in the league. And, you know, I'm able to, you know, come in and, you know, make a bunch of plays and Adam. And I think we just feed off each other, man. It makes it fun. You know, very unselfish. You know, we're running routes to get each other open, and you know, celebrating each other's success. And um, you know, I think you know we're a family, and I think that's why you know uh, you know that room is special.
4: You mentioned your chain earlier, but I gotta ask you about <laughs> Kirk Cousins. You still, you still no, riding the table? Not, not about his chain, but Kirk Cousins. After <laughs> right, the wins, right, you guys right. on the plane rides, Kirk Cousins putting on the ice. whose idea with that? And It just right. kept growing and oh growing.
3: Whose idea? I, I, I want to say the first person to put the chain on him was uh, was Christian Darius CD. I think it was either CD's idea or it could have been uh, Chris Boyd. He's always going around doing, you know, joking around. I think that we were on our way from London. I think that's the first time it happened. Long flight, you know. Yeah. We we just won a game. <laughs> right. You know, that thing was like Soul Plane. If you guys have ever seen that movie, but, uh, <laughs> man, man. Oh my goodness. Yo, he I, don't like it, love Soul no, Plane, it's, it's the worst bootleg <laughs> ever. It's like a bootleg movie, isn't it? Right, right. And that was that was that was our plane, man. You know, celebrating and things like that, and you know, they, the guys put the chains on them. Um, you know, at first, you know, Kirk's like, you know, no videos, no. We, that was too good, man. That, that was too good. And you see, you know, it went viral. And the kids in the stadium, everybody's wearing their change. Yeah. Kirkle change, you know, it became a thing. So I'm glad, you know, he was able to have fun with it. We were able to have fun with it, so that was cool.
1: That's awesome. How was it? <laughs> how was it being in London, getting a victory? I mean, that's a long ride, right. but you come back. But obviously, when you come back with a victory, that's great. Right. Just how was how was it playing a game in London?
3: It was it was a nice experience. You know, mm-hmm. I, uh, you know, we, we went over there, and you know, we ever see the you know see the city a little bit, a, mm-hmm. a little bit. But, you know, just getting the chance to see, you know, football on the other side of the world, you know, that, you know, that the same sport that we play here in America, that's, you know, that's growing, you know, in Europe and, you know, across, you know, Africa and across the globe to see our game, you know, and all the fans, you know, that game, I don't know if it was sold out, but, you know, that stadium was packed. Yeah. Big stadium. Beautiful stadium. Yeah. So, you know, it was a really good experience. And obviously, you know, getting the win, you know, traveling that far, you know, you know, kind of going out of the norm, you know, for a normal Sunday game you know, to get the win was was great.
1: KJ Osborne is our guest here at Radio Nation Radio Nine Twenty Necessary Roughness. Let me ask you this, what's what's the biggest challenge of being an NFL player?
3: I mean I think handling the business of it and the pressure. You know, you know, especially, you know, if you're drafted, you know, everybody, you know, sees that big number, you know, that contract number and the one they think is all guaranteed. I think all that money hits your account today and then you know everybody wants you to be a star automatically which is you know, you know, they have you know big hopes and dreams. but you gotta go out there and do it. NFL, you know, it's tough, you know, the DBs get paid too, you know, the guys across from you get paid as well, you know, so you got to go out there and you got to, you know, work your butt off, you know, I want to say confidence is a huge thing, especially for a young player, you know, everybody doesn't come in like how Justin Jefferson did, right, how Jamar is doing, you know, like getting those rookie records, you know, right on, you know, you see Adam Thielen. he came, you know, you know, undrafted and work his way up through practice squad and special teams, you know, you don't get that glory right away and, you know, if you're coming from being a star at your team, you know, really your whole life probably, um, and to be in the in NFL, you know, in a, in a, uh, for lack of a term, better term uh, like a lesser role, mm-hmm. and have to work your way up to that, you know, can be a, a confidence shocker to some guys. Um, and some guys can can fight it and you know uh, grind and become better players. Some guys, you know, sink under or you know whatever they do, whatever they do. Um, but you know, I think that's 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 uh, a, a part of it, confidence, and you know, dealing for that with that outside pressure for people.
1: I love it. I love it. Well, before we let you go, I wanted to ask you. You got a feel on the on the game. You got a feel on who you think is going to get this one, Philly or KC? Right. I,
3: I think I'm gonna. I'm going with Philly. I'm okay. With Philly. I, I got a uh, my my uh, college quarterback, Tyree Jackson, is a tight end over there. Okay. At the, the Eagles, so you know, I would I would love to see him get a ring. Yeah. Um, but you know, I think it's going to be an awesome game. You know, the teams match up really well. So, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a football fan myself. I tell people that all the time. Yeah. Know,
1: I'm excited to see just like everyone else. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, K.J., thanks so much for your time, my man. Uh, keep mm-hmm. doing what you do. Keep grinding. I know that the, right. the goal for you is to be playing in this game. Next year it's going to be in our neighborhood in Vegas. So, okay. Uh, okay. Come, on, come on by. on be by.
3: <laughs> there you go. I
1: appreciate man. you, K.J. Thanks for your time, my man. It. K.J. Yeah. Osborne, Minnesota Vikings wide receiver with us here on Radio Row with Radio Nation Radio 920.
4: Listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your
1: boy Q.
0: Thanks to Subaru of Las Vegas on Rainbow in the 215. Hey, homie.
1: How you doing? Got the homie here. Hardest working woman in, uh, in show business. Elisa Hernandez has just sat down at the table. This is our good friend. We catch up all the time on the phone, but it's always great to see you in person. How you doing? I'm
0: doing good. I'm doing good. You got a nice little setup here.
1: Hey, what I tell you when you said where are you guys at? So you can't miss us. Honestly, I couldn't. <laughs> I walked in, it was like Raiders,
0: right Raiders. Right. Like, okay,
1: all right. Right. You see, see how we roll. We I got the whole it. Las Vegas block over here. So we we <laughs> like, on the block. You
0: guys are getting ready for next year already. Man. I like it. Yes. How excited is that? I mean, I feel like you're gonna have a. You need a bigger
1: stage
0: <laughs> <laughs> if we're being honest. I mean, like, you need
1: some lights. We'll do it. We'll do it.
0: We'll,
1: look, we'll got to Vegas it up. I mean, we will. You know. On Fremont street where they have the they have the zip line (laughs) we'll do a show on the zip line if we have to right we'll zip line just
0: do a live show from there right that's what i'm saying pastor tank can catch a catch from there right
1: exactly and and you were just in vegas for the pro bowl how was that experience
0: you know i will say it was i was very pleasantly surprised at Mm -hmm. how well the pro bowl turned out yeah just like the guys after when when we talked to them it's it was kind of like the little tongue-in-cheek where they're like we had fun. <laughs> <You> <laughs> right. I was like, you know, we had fun, and, and you could tell, you know, mm-hmm. even based on just like, you know, when Tyree Kill got hit by Jalen, and yeah. he got carried by Cam Hayward, and he's, oh, "I'm hurt, I'm hurt." Like just like that joking, that natural like right. kid, you know, that comes out of players. Yeah. You can't fake stuff like that. Right. So they they just had so much fun. The fans were super into it. Like. The way that they were screaming, like chanting, when they had the big man competition, Mm -hmm. like you could see fans getting up from their seats to see like who was going to win, right? And that just wasn't there last year.
1: What is going going on with your nails?
0: (laughs) I just no, I'm just saying
1: saying? like those things are man. Those 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 are uh, you better pay attention to those
4: Those right? I mean nails man. I mean every (laughs) man. How long are those things?
0: Long enough. Yeah, you ain't lying. I was like, man. Hey, man, it's Super Bowl. I ain't mad at you. you. You know, my
4: first thought was... I wonder how much they cost. As someone who's <laughs> had to pay for some nails uh, from time to time, what? I, hey, couldn't hold on. Wait, 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 I couldn't imagine. you just I, walked into I, a conversation. I, I looked into it. Hold on, it. Elisa. Are- <laughs> hold on.
1: <laughs> we are talking to Elisa Hernandez, but wait a minute. This just opened up a whole can of worms. Let's what you what it. you doing? Paying for some nails?
0: What, hold on, hold on. I think the question is, what are you doing? Not paying? <laughs> Q? Okay. What,
4: yeah, okay.
1: Q. What are you? Hey, look, I ain't got to do all
4: that, man. I ain't got to do all that. That looks like that's about in the triple-digit range right I'm there. I'm saying. It's a lot. I'm still interested in you. What are you doing here? What, what are we talking about? What do, we, what do you mean, what are we talking about? How are you paying for Do me? I look like a heathen Q? I'm a nice, respectable young man out here. I'm wondering what you're paying for nails, and you're talking about triple digits. What are you, <laughs> what you doing? You, it ain't for yourself. Oh, you don't right it ain't for me, but it ain't about who it's for.
1: Maybe I'm just helping. Oh, oh it, it really it's is. As
0: a matter of fact, that it's necessary. Okay. Wow. You are appreciated. Okay. I just want you to know you are appreciated.
1: Uh, like he's not getting out of this conversation. <laughs> I know you're trying to <laughs> bail him out. You're really you. Hey, you're a real. As too. I said, as I said, that's the homie. She's got the. Look, she's helping you out too. But. So what are you? i yeah,
4: Phoenix, right? <laughs>
0: Where'd you get here? How you doing? Look, man. I mean, you always have to throw some sauce on it. I mean, one thing about me being a Latina woman in sports, there's two things you're always, always going to have: mm-hmm. my hoops, yep. and my nails done. There you go. And it's going to be going to be long. They're going to be colorful. All that stuff. why? Because that's part of who I am as a person. That's part yeah. of who, part of the representation of who you got to see. Like I get it. Some people are like, oh, well, your nails are a lot." I'm like, "Yeah, but so am I."
1: <laughs> and I'm, <working> <laughs> I'm not mad at that at all. <laughs> Again, Elisa Hernandez is our guest. I wanted to ask you. I mean, we're here talking about football, but I wanted to ask you. I mean, LeBron, he's the all-time leading scorer now, yeah. and you're you're LA all day, right? All so, day. so how how are you feeling about about what he was able to accomplish last night?
0: You know, it's one of those things that I feel like it's not gonna hit me until I'm way older, and then it's like you were around for that? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's such a monumental thing. I mean, I think Magic said it best where he's like, never did I think I'd be alive to watch the record be made and then watch it get broken. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, the magnitude of what that means and what he, what it means for him as a player and what it means for the fans of L.A. and what it means, like, for the sport in itself. Because mm-hmm. then it's like, okay, well, who's next, right? Right. Like, who's, who's really going to...
5: Man, conquer good that
0: luck! Mountain, good right? luck! Exactly. Yeah. So you just you don't have twenty-year careers like that no more. Right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and yeah. So you don't. it's like when you look at the top five people that are on there, it, that speaks volumes. And I think that he recognized that. And I, I saw a clip come up on social media where someone asked him at a game, like, "Oh, when you pass the scoring, when you get the scoring title, like, are you gonna cry?" And he's like, "I ain't gonna cry about that. I'm gonna cry when I get my next ring." Right. That boy was crying. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know that that moment is, and I know doing it in Staples Center. You know, doing it. In a Lakers uniform holds that weight because mm-hmm. there's a reason he got that Mamba tick that that Mamba tattoo on him. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's a reason yeah. why him and A D have that tattoo on. There's a reason why when he sat down, he looked at AD and was like, Man, I love you, man. Like it's appreciating those moments, appreciating mm-hmm. the process because he understands he's not gonna play forever. Right. He's waiting for Ronnie to come in the league, get a couple games in with him, and then yeah. he might be out. And He's <laughs> out. Yeah, he's <laughs> dipping out, yeah, he's so dipping I, out. I think for him to, to leave that kind of legacy and me being the selfish man that I am, I'm happy you left that in the Lakers uniform. So
1: no, there's nothing wrong with that. Fantastic play. Hell of a career, like you said. The longevity is there. Yeah. You, you just don't see that uh, all the time. So you know, we're obviously paying attention to the NBA when it comes to Vegas because we're expecting a team. Mm-hmm. Is it going to be bronze team? Is he going to? Is he going to be part of ownership? Is, <laughs> is, what are you? What are you feeling?
0: I don't know. I mean, look, Vegas. Vegas like blew up. Like and it was like kinda of sneaky in a way. You mm-hmm. know, you guys got you know a little team here, hockey team, mm-hmm. you got a WBA team, and yep. now it's like little whispers like M L B team, yeah. B A team. I mean you guys had Summer League for so long. Yep. You guys put on a show every time and the fact that you guys took over the Pro Bowl the way that you guys did, mm-hmm. you know, it's just you guys are becoming such a sports town and then obviously with the betting there and everything. I think that I think for like it's it's gonna be interesting to see because obviously he has a production company. Mm-hmm. You know he's really into that side of like producing and, and you know he has he had his movie come out House Party and right. I think like he might dwell on that for a while. But everyone loves passive income, so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you might right. be more like let me be a silent partner. Okay, let me like make this and make like, some money for me. I'll stay out of it for a couple of years and then maybe I'll come back in.
2: No it.
1: doubt, no doubt. Well, what do you got coming up? What are you what are you working on?
0: You know the Super Bowl is is. Really interesting um, this time around for more reasons than one. Obviously, we got the Kelsey Bull, Andy yeah. Reid, Patrick Mahomes, and Jalen Hurts. But from my perspective, running the Latino account for the NFL, we have some Latino guys up in there. Okay? Mm-hmm. We got some Puerto Ricans, yeah. some Cubans, Dominicanos. I mean, I think. Um, you know, having that representation is big, especially on the biggest stage. And like, I love all my big, you know, offensive linemen. All yeah. right? But it's nice to have a Latino that's a running back. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can cut some plays. You know, there's some right. action behind yeah. it. Yeah. You know, we have Isaiah Pacheco on the Chiefs. We have yeah. Robert Quinn on the defensive side for the Eagles. Um, and uh, Valdez Scantling. Yep. We just found out he was Cuban. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. I, yep. didn't, I didn't know yeah. that. That's you funny.
0: Know? So, I mean, obviously, the Valdez, yeah. you know, I don't mind trying to assume. But I asked him, right. he was like, yeah, he has Cuban heritage. So I didn't know that and kind of learning that and – and seeing what it could mean for this stage. Because, look, at the end of the day, there's not many Latinos in the NFL. Me being a Latina woman, like, I obviously can't play in the NFL, so I did the next best thing, which was covering the sport. So I think seeing, you know, these players come out and be good, and we talked to Robert Quinn on opening night, and he had said, like, man, I'm trying to add a Lombardi. Like, my sister done won the gold medal for Puerto Rico. Like, she's the favorite in the house. I'm trying to add a, a Lombardi to that, you know, to really go through it. And for Isaiah, you know, he spoke on, like, honoring his grandparents. So his great grandfather, I believe is Dominican. Mm-hmm. Um, and his parents are Puerto Rican. And so he, you know, he's like, I want to represent that, you know, because I come from a background where, you know, people like me don't play football. Right. So for him to come seventh round pick, have the impact that he's had on this team, really carry that team, especially in that game when Mahomes got hurt, like, you know, his, he's a hard run. He's an angry run kind of guy. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he breaks through, and then, like, he lands, and he just gets him and just sprints off another 10 yards. Yeah, and yeah. Know, it don't mean nothing. Yeah. So I think having that experience really showed him, like, he's playing the biggest stage. His first game in the NFL was in Arizona. Oh, wow. So it's interesting that he's finishing his yeah. season yeah. playing the Super Bowl in Arizona. So I think for him – you know, that representation is one thing, but I think also just showcasing, like, it doesn't really matter where you get drafted. You right. know, you got guys like Malcolm Rodriguez who nobody thought you were going to know his name after they drafted Aiden Hutchinson, mm-hmm. and he's half Mexican, half yeah. American Indian. It's like, for you to make an impact, it's all its all on you. So I think having that hard work ethic in there is really big. And I think the last thing I've mentioned about that is that uh, we're going to have some players from different countries wear decals, you know, on their helmets nice. and stuff. nice. And so they're going to represent... Uh, you know, like their heritage, and like similar how they mm-hmm. did in week five and week six. Yeah, yeah, I remember that, yep. that. So Isaiah's going to participate in that. So, you know, showcasing on the biggest stage is always the most important, especially because the Super Bowl is translated in many, many languages. Yes, so. yes. You <laughs> think you know what I'm it saying? is. So, yep. um, I don't know. you got to learn some Spanish. You too. you, know I mean? you <laughs> got to eat some Spanish up on this show next year.
4: Tango Hombre. <laughs> That's all you need to know. I'm hungry. That's. <laughs>
1: This I got my I pay for my nails. <laughs> <laughs> there it is right there. Elisa, thanks so much for coming by, hanging out with us. It's always great uh, catching up with you. And uh, let everyone know where to find all your work at.
0: Yeah, you guys can follow us on El Snap NFL. That is the official Latino Instagram for the league, which I'm happy to run. Um, you can also look for me on Elisa Hernandez TV on Instagram. We're going to be here all week. So we excited for the game. And then you know that Dodger season creeping up. There
1: so. you go. Dodgers coming up. We're excited about that as well. Well, thank you so much for your time. Like I said, it's always great catching up with you. Sounds good. Bye, guys. There she goes. Elisa Hernandez with uh, the nails that DeMond is going to try to pay for uh, <laughs> here with us on Radio Row, on Radio Nation Radio 920. I got my guy. I got my guy. We just talked to some Kansas City Chiefs. We talked a little bit of the Super Bowl. I got my guy coming up to talk a little Eagles. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Come on over here, Mike. Come on, my man. This is my guy right here. This is my dude. We're going to keep this party rolling. What's up, Mike? Mike G? Mike Gill? Yeah, man. What's happening? How are you doing? It's been a long day. <laughs> <laughs> Mike is from 97.3 ESPN, uh, Jersey. Me and Mike, I tell the story all the time. I tell so many stories on the air, but me and Mike first met in, uh, in Philadelphia at the draft, and we were trying to hustle our way to the front of the stage, and Mike made a beeline. He was like my fullback. He just kind of blocked for me, <laughs> and we went up there, and once we got to the front of the stage, we're like, well, we can't leave now.
5: Got up front, Patrick (laughs) Mahomes was drafted, and uh, here we are at the Super Bowl, full circle.
4: Yep. Did you know, like him, when Patrick Mahomes got drafted, that the rest of the league was in trouble?
5: Uh, I don't think that I made that declaration at that (laughs) point. No, I think we were pretty surprised when it all happened. Um, Look... I mean, Texas Tech, you were down there for a while, yeah, so you know him yeah. well. well I, yeah. No, so I didn't know that Patrick Mahomes was going to be... I put
1: my head down immediately when, when he was drafted. When they traded up, when they said that the Chiefs were trading up from 24 to 10, I was like, oh my gosh, they're going to trade up and go get Patrick Mahomes. The Raiders don't have a chance.
5: <laughs> well, kudos to you. No, I, I certainly didn't think I saw that Patrick Mahomes was going to be what he is now, but... You know, I think that's what makes this game so interesting is you got Mahomes mm-hmm. taking up 19% of their payroll. Right. Jalen Hurts takes up 1% of the mm-hmm. Eagles' payroll. Wow. So this whole, you know, which way do you build the team? Around a quarterback and pay him all the money? Right. Or, you know, the Eagles are going to go through this. I mean, this is what's going to happen. Jalen's yeah. contract is up. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, he could come back and play next year for $1.5 million. I don't think he's going to. But his contract – is for one more year right. at 1.5 they're going to have to renegotiate that and get that done. He's going to make 50 million a year and you're going to be in the same situation and then you know look at I think this Kansas City team is probably the weakest of their group. Hmm. You guys agree? I I can see that.
1: Right. Yeah, I can see that. Especially with the uh hobbled a little hobbled Patrick Mahomes. You know, he's got a couple weeks now. That he's he's rested up. I think he's good, but I can see him being the the weaker of the group at this point. Right. They're still Good line. Oh, got I mean, 15. their
5: line is better yeah. than it mm-hmm. was in the Super Bowls of the past, which might be better than their skill players being better. Mm-hmm. You know, they had Tyreek Hill; they don't have that anymore. They had, um, you know, more weapons in their pass game. I mean, right now, I, I don't know how much on the outside you're all that worried about, especially with this Eagles defense, mm-hmm. right? And then uh, the running back, the kid from from hes from where I live, yeah. uh, Pacheco. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've watched him; he played quarterback in high school, um, wow. and. They don't use him a whole heck of a lot because mm-hmm. they, you know, they don't run the ball all that much. But you know, I think it's a game if they decide to run the ball, it makes it very interesting. But how do you take the ball out of Mahomes' hands? But I think their best option is possibly using Pacheco here.
1: Mm-hmm. It could be. It, re- it really could be. Mike Gill's our guest here on Red Nation Radio 920, and he talked about drafting Patrick Mahomes. Huh. What about when Jalen Hurts was drafted by the Eagles? What were your thoughts?
5: I actually didn't hate it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was not popular. I got to tell <laughs> yeah, you yeah. it I was not it. very popular. I didn't hate it, and my reasoning was this. I understood it. Mm-hmm. The Eagles value backup quarterback more than they do starting safety. Like, they'd rather have that position be locked right, in right. than they would a starting safety. Like, they don't spend money on safety at all, but that quarterback. And then, as we saw, there was an article that was written in Philly mm-hmm. at the time that the writer was getting crushed for because he wrote this article about how Wentz was a problem and the people in the locker room didn't like I him. I think I remember that. He's, I do. I did yep. Joe Santalaquita. Yeah, guy, okay. The writer. his name just yeah. hit me. He writes this article and everyone's blasting this guy. Like, dude, what are you doing? I mean, Wentz is at the. I mean, uh, Wentz at the time is you know still yeah. playing. But the Eagles saw that what we didn't see. Mm-hmm. This guy was not gravitating the, the right. locker room to him. And then we saw it in Indianapolis, mm-hmm. and now we saw it in Washington. The Eagles saw that and said, "We might have a problem here. Let's do something about it." And you got to give them credit for that. So they went out and got Jalen Hurts, not popular yeah. at the time. And who knew that he, I mean, look, they went to the playoffs last year, but it wasn't because Jalen Hurts was taking them there. Right. It was just like, okay, this guy's good, but – I mean, everybody – I got to tell you, in Philly, they wanted Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. They wanted Deshaun Watson. They wanted anybody other than him. Right. And he proved everybody – I don't think anybody – look, I was not a Hurts hater. I said, look, I'm yeah. willing to give him another year. I want to see mm-hmm. more. He went out and got him A.J. Brown. That helps. But the run game, their offensive line is – Aaron Rodgers said right behind us today, I don't know if he was there live, but Mm -hmm. he was on with McAfee, and he said it's the best offensive line that he's seen in 20 years. Right. In football, in the NFL, in today's game, it's all fantasy. It's all skill players. We don't say the star of a team is the offensive line. These Mm -hmm. are the Hogs. Yeah. These are – this is what we're watching. A modern-day offensive line be the star of the team. The difference is, they have star skill players, yeah, yeah. and they have an MVP yeah. candidate playing quarterback. You don't have Mark Rippin, right? They got right. Jalen Hurts,
1: yeah, exactly. And Jalen is fantastic. I, I, I was a, I was a big fan of that. I was actually hoping that the Raiders were going to make that move, but uh, Philly got him before the Raiders had that opportunity. So I'm, I'm glad that they did, though. And and I always root for his success, man. He's he's a humble dude, right? I mean, just I just love the way that he talks <laughs> and kind of handles himself.
5: You don't get much out of him, man. No. it's always do. <laughs> yeah. The rents always do. Not much. In fact, our guys over there covered him now. Said, mm-hmm. Same guy, man. Yeah. Super Bowl. Now, I think on Monday night, opening night, you saw a little bit more. He was having some fun. Mm-hmm. I think you saw him. But that's what is so cool about knowing that he, like, if they win the Super Bowl this year, mm-hmm. he's not Cowboy fan who says, I won a Super Bowl in 1992. Right. He says, who cares? It's time to win another Super Bowl. Yeah. You know that he is not going to let the success here end there. He's right. going to keep building. He's only 24 years old. He's just going to keep getting better and better and better and better. And he knows what he needs to work on. He knew what he needed to work on to get better now, and mm-hmm. now he's going to – he just never takes, I did this well, and that's great. He's like, yeah. I didn't do that well. Mm-hmm. And-, and that's why I think uh, the Eagles – lucked into this situation. It's great. They won four games two years ago, right. guys, four. Wow. Right.
1: So it it shows that it can be turned around. Look, the Raiders won six, right? They won six this, this past year, and there's there's weapons. They're, they're in a quarterback situation. You know, Carr's probably going to the Saints. He's there visiting now. Yeah. The Raiders have a decision to make. Is it Rodgers? Do they go draft a guy? Is it, you know, what do, you, what do they do?
5: This league is so week to week. It's, you know, like the Eagles lost to Washington this year. And right. And you're like – You know, what's that? And it's like the fans grab onto these games, like, well, you lost to Washington. Kansas City lost to Indianapolis. Mm -hmm. And it's a whole season going to be like that, where just a season goes awry, and then the next season, like, I never saw any of this coming. What happened? I think a lot of it is the culture, the Mm -hmm. ownership, and the Eagles have the right owner. They have the right culture. They – are not afraid to take chances. Mm-hmm. Wentz isn't the guy. We'll pull the plug and we'll start over. We'll eat the dead money. Yeah. Not every franchise is willing to do that. I think Jeffrey Lurie is one of the underrated ownership groups in the N. or groups, he's a singular mm-hmm. owner. Yeah. Um, I think he's one of the more underrated owners in this league that doesn't, he, he's not Jerry Jones, he's not out there. Yeah. He doesn't mm-hmm. talk to the media all that much. He doesn't want to. He. But what he allows Roseman, and look at this front office Around the league. Mm-hmm. Roseman has been here forever. Yep. Much maligned, by the way, by many people who couldn't stand the guy, yeah. not a football guy. Look at these front offices around the league. They constantly poach the Eagles. Yep. They get mm-hmm. two and three front office people taking an off season. Right. Cleveland took a bunch. uh Chicago took somebody I mean they're just constantly trying to find out what's the secret sauce of Philadelphia.
4: Yeah. <laughs> but you talk about that secret sauce and then how smart they are when it comes to spending, how long can they keep this defense together?
5: That's a great question. And it's gonna be tough. I mean mm-hmm. they got fifteen free agents, twenty free agents, many of them on the defense of the ball. Bradbury, mm-hmm. Graham, Cox, Hargrave, Edwards, White, yeah. Gardner Johnson, Bradbury, Epps they got eight starters yeah. on defense uh, that they got to back. And Gardner Johnson, they only got – he's making $830,000. He's – you know, Track has him making $14 million next year to play safety. The Eagles don't spend that kind of money on safety. Yeah. Bradbury, they got him for a song because the Giants cut him and they got him. Um, they're going to have to pay him a lot of money if they want to get him back. They're going to have to decide between – Hargrave, they value – defensive line play he's 30 years old but he had a monster year this year plus yeah. fletcher cox is a free agent so do they let hargrave walk jordan davis is he ready they do have the 10th pick in the draft that was another wow. move that they made yeah, that was um hard. brandon graham brandon graham made the greatest play in the history of the franchise he's a free agent now he has said on radio mm-hmm. a week ago he wants to play again next year right. whether it's a philly or not he doesn't know but you're gonna let him walk yeah you're gonna let uh, Hargrave, Cox, Graham, all go. So right. your question is valid. How do they keep this group together? They do have Nakobe Dean, so I think he'll replace Kaiser White at linebacker. They do have Jordan Davis, so he would probably replace somebody. But like Linval Joseph has been a huge factor. Yeah, they brought Linval Joseph in and Sue on a Thursday. Thursday <laughs> <afternoon>, they signed <laughs> them both. Right. Washington gassed them one night. They brought two guys in. Yep. We're Not going to bring those two guys back, are you? I mean, so they do have a lot of questions, but their whole offense. Other than Sayamalu, the guard, Sanders at running back, their whole offense is signed to be back next year. Wow. And if Steichen doesn't get a head coaching job, Mm. he had an interview Saturday with the Colts. Don't know what's going on there. Mm -hmm. But if he doesn't get that job, he'll be back, which means Hurts will have the offensive coordinator play caller for three years in a row with the same group of guys. Yeah. That's,
1: that's a way to grow. That's a way to continue to grow. So, I, I mean, look, they, I don't know if they can keep the defense together, but they're in the Super Bowl.
5: <laughs> that's what matters. They're in the Super Bowl. They have well, an opportunity I'll to win the whole thing. If there's one guy that can figure out how Ooh. to do it, it's Howie Roseman. Yeah. I mean, he'll figure out how to structure the contract for Hurts that he can bring back one of the guys, Bradbury, Chauncey Garner, Hargrave, like you'll see two of those mm-hmm. three back somehow. He'll structure that contract that they don't get whacked. They did it with A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown's not making anything this year. It's two years down the line that he gets paid yeah. because the way they structured his deal so that he doesn't make much this year, he's getting whacked. He is the master of kicking the can down the road, renegotiating (laughs) your contract, take some dummy years down the road. Lane Johnson's probably got dummy years in like 30, 36, you know, that he just keeps restructuring, restructuring, restructuring. Jason Kelsey, by the way, is he going to retire? Is he going to come back? That's another big question. I'll tell you this. The interior of the Eagles' offensive line is dynamite. Mm -hmm. They win games because of those three guys. Nobody in the league has any interior line play. The the line play in this league is shameful. (laughs) They have those five guys that are just flat out better. So I said last week, I had Philadelphia beat San Francisco handily. Mm -hmm. I said, San Francisco's number one against the run. That's great when you're playing Atlanta, when you're playing Seattle. They don't have this offensive line. Right. So you're not getting a number one ranking based on the fact that you played Philly five times. You Mm -hmm. played Atlanta. Yeah. You played Arizona. Played the El- uh, Vegas.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
5: They did. And Vegas ran all over them, by the way. Damn near damn near beat them. Yeah. Damn near beat them. Took them to overtime. But it showed some vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's what Philadelphia, they pound you into vulnerability. They pound you into, you saw what happened to San Francisco. I mean, of course, the quarterback gets hurt and all yeah. that. But I think it would have happened like that anyway. Mm-hmm. I just think Same. they just pounded that team into basically submission. Right. Um, their offensive line is the star of the show. That's the difference.
1: So what's the gut feeling on the game? How are you feeling? I've
5: liked Philadelphia. I, I thought – I don't know. You guys are AFC, so you probably follow that side more. I like Cincinnati the best. Mm-hmm. I thought Buffalo was second. Mm-hmm. I think Kansas City's 53 of that group is third. Okay. They have Mahomes, though. Yeah. That's a difference maker. How much does he close the gap? A lot. Right. But I think 53-wise, they, they, they don't have speed on the outside. Their secondary is very young and beatable. They don't stop the run. They don't run the ball. Lick. Their linebackers are good, not mm-hmm. great. I think Philadelphia is just the best. In Philly, we're not used to having nice things. <laughs> the Philly, the, uh, the Phillies were in the World Series. The Eagles have been in the Super Bowl for the second time in five years. Yep. You have nice things? No, you have the nicest thing. This is the best team in the league. The Eagles are the best team in the league.
4: All right, so something i got to ask you about. You said Philly can't have nice things. You guys met at the Rocky statue. Has anyone put a Chiefs jersey on the Rocky statue yet? Because I know that was a running thing of the opposing team putting a jersey on the Rocky statue. I haven't
5: seen – I actually, like, I think, like, maybe some Eagle fans may have done it to, like – Right. But I, I actually – <laughs> See how they out. disrespect that's us. What that's, that's what I think. I, right. I, I mean, Kelsey came out and said, please, right. don't put seven right. up on there. Like, you know, it's so funny um, that t- – uh, Skull uh, – Vikings, mm-hmm. oh, they yeah. did it, and they had the whole group of them, like, up on the steps, goal. Yeah, I yeah. said, oh, man. And then the Giants, I mean, yeah, it's just, you don't do it, man. <laughs> what, what do they say? You don't tug on Superman's cape. You right. don't spit into the wind. Right. You don't put the jersey on the Rocky statue, man.
1: No, no, you don't do did it. You but you do, yet? You do hang out at the Rocky Steps and watch the draft with Mike Gill. You do. That's All what right, you yeah. do. And then you're friends for life. But yeah, and yeah that, know, that's know, how. you're in Vegas Mike. now, and yep. I'm in
5: AC, so now we got, you know, a little
1: There you go. little, uh... Well, city, Atlantic City and Vegas connection. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I like I've it. I've never been
5: to Vegas, by the way.
1: Well, next year you'll be next there. Next year, next year you'll be there. Next I'm year you'll be there. The that. party will be in our in our city for the for the. I don't know if I can keep up with him partying. <laughs> hey,
4: oh, buddy. Let me tell <laughs> no you. No way. <laughs> I got no some way. stories when we go to break, I got
5: you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm getting I'll older, Mike. I'm getting older. I don't know if I can I can hang like that anymore.
5: I'll tell you, man. It's uh, look the fact that the Eagles are back in this game for the second time in five years is pretty unbelievable but it'll be interesting because the chiefs are we watching i'm 46 so i grew up through the brady patriots mm-hmm. are we watching the reed mahomes turning like is this generation the 20 year olds are they watching right is this team going to be here for another 10 15 years it's, it's amazing that what, what they've accomplished with this with this tandem but 24 years old hertz and Nick Sirianni, 41. Mm-hmm. Are they the NFC version of that? Where this coach and quarterback, do they have the stand? Because Jalen Hurts, the NFC version of Mahomes, where. You have to go through him to win that conference. That, I think, is what this game kind of means for the Philadelphia Eagles.
1: He could put a major stomp of mud hole in that, right? I mean, he could just go ahead and, <laughs> and, and put that put that stomp, put that foot down, and just say, hey, I have arrived. You know, a lot of folks didn't believe him. He said it Monday night. He said, you know, so I, I don't know what reporter it was, but they said, um, I, I have to apologize to you because I didn't think you were going to get the Eagles to the Super Bowl. so you weren't the only Nobody one. Nobody else did either, yeah. right?
5: Yeah, yeah, exactly. He is. I love uh, it. He, he's the guy in terms of – They follow him, Mm -hmm. and you need that guy, as many teams see. Sometimes you have a quarterback you think is good, but what's he like behind Mm -hmm. closed doors? Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, he's the guy. Love it. Mike, thank you so much. That's Mike Gill, 97.3 ESPN, with us here on Raider Nation Radio 920. We're here live on Radio Row in Phoenix. It's actually not even called Radio Row. It's Media Center. By Friday, I'll get that down. It used to be Radio Row. Now it's Media Center. But appreciate you for stopping by, Mike. Thanks for hanging out with us. This is Radio Nation Radio 920.
0: listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Thanks to Subaru of Las Vegas on Rainbow in the 215.
1: Thanks to Subaru Las Vegas off the 215. Thanks to Spearmint Rhino for uh, being proud sponsors of uh, our trip here to Phoenix, Arizona, Radio Row. And this is kind of what it's like, man. I mean, you, you have a plan, you have it all mapped out, and then all of a sudden you know you got a, a guest pop in that you didn't know was here, or uh, a time, you know, difference. Like we had Rich Eisen, we thought he was going to be at at what three fifteen um, Pacific time. See this hour thing keeps yeah. messing me up. Well, we thought Rich
4: Eisen was going to be an hour two of the show.
1: Well, it's funny. We just had Mike Gill and he was fantastic. I remember multiple times he asked me, "Oh, what, what time do you want me to come by?" And I said four thirty. I kept saying four thirty. I was meeting four thirty our time Pacific time. Oh, so that's that but he came by at 330 because well it's really four thirty here and I'm looking at my computer, I'm looking at the time, because I want to make sure it's specific time, so when I say, hey, the time is three fifty four, anyone listening in our home area yes. no, I'm on I'm I'm right on time. But this whole it's only one hour. It's only an hour difference and it's like it's like I'm doing some kind of Math that I never learned. I'm glad you said that because when he rolled up, I kind of was thinking you a little early, my brother.
4: (laughs) 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 But I was like, "Uh, he must. I was like, uh, Q must have told him to come now or something.
1: (laughs) Well, that's just what you do, and and (laughs) that's the beautiful thing about having so many interviews that we already have recorded that we did this morning. It's okay to get a live guest and just you know kick the 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 recorded interview down the road a little bit. It's fine. It's not a big deal, especially when we have a three hour show. It's like, hey, we got. We got plenty of time, mm-hmm. even though we'll run out of time. You know, I, I say we have plenty of time. We'll definitely run out, but it's 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 good. So good stuff. So I definitely appreciate Mike Gill uh, from ninety seven point three ESPN in Jersey coming on by, giving us a little Philadelphia Eagles preview. Three fifty five is the time. <laughs> we'll come back. We'll kick off hour number three of the show. It's unnecessary roughness on Radio nine twenty.